Today is Thursday, June 24th, 2021, and it's a gift from God. So take a deep breath now and give Him thanks for life. 2 Corinthians 7.10 Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Paul wrote the Corinthian church several times, and we don't have all the letters, but we do have two. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes to convict the church of a serious sin. They have been welcoming and actually celebrating their graciousness, quote-unquote, by having a man who openly sleeps with his stepmother remain with them in worship. Paul says, ew, and then he tells the church to stop it. He reminds them that they aren't doing anyone any favors by allowing this serious dysfunction to continue in the church. Now, we have to acknowledge that nobody likes to be told that what they're doing is wrong. No one likes to be confronted. No one likes to hear that they're sinning. It stings. You feel embarrassed. It's not fun. But, you know, we need each other to lovingly point out what's lurking in our blind spots. This is what Paul does, and they are offended. Well, they start out offended, but then they see that Paul is right, and it leads to conviction and probably some shame. They take action. They confront this man, and he repents. He changes his life and chooses to do what is right. It ends well as they welcome him back into the fellowship, but it seems that they still have some residual shame. Maybe we can call it guilt. Paul writes to combat this guilt throughout most of 2 Corinthians. He lets them know, specifically here in chapter 7, that their initial conviction was good, that the pain we feel when we're convicted of sin is a healthy response because it lets us know we need to change. Just like putting your hand on a hot stovetop causes pain, it signals to your body to move your hand fast before it is hurt more seriously. The spiritual pain of conviction is a signal that we're doing something that harms our souls. When we make the change needed, we can thank God for that pain, and we allow it to pass. The problem, however, is that too many people hold on to the pain and the shame. And this is not healthy, because it leads us to isolation and separates us further from God. Back to the stove, the pain we felt when we put our hand on it should remind us not to place our hands on stovetops. But it shouldn't cause us to fear using the stove. That would be irrational. Shame is an irrational fear, and Paul says that it leads to death. It leads to death because shame tells us that we should fear others and not get too close in case they find out the truth about us. Shame tells us that we should fear God because he couldn't possibly love a sinner like me. Shame is a worldly sorrow that brings death through isolation. Conviction is a godly sorrow that brings life through repentance and restoration. So embrace conviction, make the needed change, and then allow that to go. And if you're having trouble letting go of the shame that you feel, you may need to pray about it or talk to somebody about your shame. Because confession is the tool that God gives us to purge our shame away. Because shame is not God's tool, it's the devil's. Because godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation.